Hey, sorry for interrupting. This is Perry Kurtz, and I just want to tell you, I've got a new podcast. I know you're saying, oh, great, another one. Well, this one's different. It's called Happy News with Perry Kurtz. Happy news, good stuff, things to make you feel good about life. We're going to be talking to famous and infamous people that are friends of mine and discussing the happy news. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, and wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as watching us on Binge on This on YouTube. It's a nice hearth day. What a day. What a hearthy day. Welcome to my lovely hearth. Uh, oh, shit. Right, there it is. Welcome to my lovely hearth. <laughs> what is that? It's a hearth. Um, That's a new welcome, word of the day. Welcome to this, that, and the other. That's right. Your friendly neighborhood co-hosts here bringing you another episode of Fun and Cheer. That well, this is I sort of a makeup episode. Yeah, we're behind, but we're busy, so that's better than nothing. If you guys are listening to us for the first time, we want to thank you because we know you're on the run. You're just pretending to listen to us so that the guard doesn't look at you so you can bust into that jewelry store and steal those blood diamonds, bro. Don't worry. We get it. We understand. We'll work with you. We'll pretend to be as interesting as possible. Uh, if you like many other people who have been joining our network been listening to us or one of our other shows since the beginning such as what's hood happy news reading ronin uh welcome just as much my friend we appreciate it we're seeing those numbers jump uh which is kind of cool i like seeing it just because it's nice to see the newer shows get appreciated reading ronin's doing a pretty solid run uh you know from those three four episodes right now which i'm which i'm having a lot of fun doing um just straight shooting it, man. Straight shooting it. I wanted to... I, I, first, my original plan with reading Ronan... Oh, Sam's here. Hey, Sam. hey what's up? What's up? Yeah, um, I, was gonna be like, I was just letting you go on a tangent for a while. My reading Ronan uh, plan originally was to... Was to um, do it over music, you know, but, but like live. So like you would play the music and live. But then I couldn't like figure out how, how to coordinate that as well as I had hoped. So instead, I was like, well, I'll just, you know, read the stories like I was reading to a kid or something. And then I was like, dude, I can't, I'm not I'm it's not that I'm not good at voices, but it's so tiresome to do like I'm so impressed by the people who narrate professionally. Um, no, and dude, but not just narrate he- headaches. Like by the end of a fucking narration, you get a headache or like a, an hour of just talking. I'd have and a it's headache. not just narrating. Uh, it's those people who manage to do different voices for each character like the dudes who read like harry potter and like all the kids stuff which who have like the lady voices and like the weird you know and you're just kind of like see that's why hello yeah you know a lot of that and, and and it's just it's a lot you know uh but it has been quite the journey and it's just given me another thing to research there's a lot about narration there's a lot about pauses and the comma and grammar come into so much more like they come into effect so much more when you're reading, um, and if you're reading correctly, you know. Uh, well, and there's already, like a big difference. Yeah, you've always read really quickly. Yeah, you know, it's I think a big. You, it's a, yeah, I think you skimmed more than read. It's a big. Well, no, I meant reading out loud. Well, like, I know, but uh, normally like when you read, you, you read quickly. Like that's why that's you're now noticing the pauses. You're noticing the commas. You're like, oh, there's stuff in between here. 
no, no. I notice all that when I read it. Like, nah. but when you're when you're reading it out loud, like when you're saying it out loud, and the thing is, it's different than acting. And acting, you 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 don't have to notice that as much because your part isn't too big, isn't too long for the most part. Christopher Walken um, doesn't notice any commas. He he's crazy. Up, he makes up his own commas. He's crazy. He puts and them in because a weird there's place. usually like a director there, you know, someone who's uh who who has an idea, who's been there since the beginning, who knows exactly sort of what you need to say and how to say it. Emphasize were, the word fuck. Exactly. So when you're reading it though by yourself in a recording booth, which I'm not doing, but I'm assuming here, Isn't there's your, probably your car's not a recording booth. Uh, I mean, it's better than any recording booth I've had anywhere, actually. I get better sound quality out in here than anything. Probably. And, you know, it's a nice comfy chair. And it's my hearth. You mean my hearth. And um, <laughs> your leather With your leather seats in the background. My hearth. Uh, and so it's been nice. It's been, uh, it's, it's been a fun, fun thing to deal with. I've started my... <laughs> So I was like, I was like buckling down and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I was like, I'm going to finish my script. I said, I was like, I'm going to finish my script. I'm going to, I'm going to finally be done with this. Because I kind of felt like we were ready for the Dungeons and Dragons thing. I've been studying all week. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, I'm really focused on bringing Thelonious um, Kindbush to life uh, and having a lot of fun with Roll 420. But I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and start writing. But you know what I ended up doing, dog? What? I ended up writing... Uh, a hip opera, a hip opera dog. It's so, it, it's great. So it's something that we cannot film. Uh, I mean, well, you can pull pull out of your magic book. How many things have we been able to film? Well, I mean, not a hip opera. I mean, I could still <laughs> I, I, could, I, I could still pick out scenes. A hip opera, bro. It's a it's a hip opera set in space, bro. <laughs> also, everyone's doing it through screens so that you're able to actually film this thing during the quarantine. Uh, no, this would be something for for a different time. But it it's uh, but it's kind of cool, dog. It's like I'm looking, you know, you got to look into into space, and then you realize Tom Cruise is trying to shoot a movie with Elon Musk in space, and you're just like, oh man, you're like one step closer to actually shooting in space. And so it was just kind of like a cool little idea that I wrote out from after hearing that news. I was like, ooh, that'll be. One day we'll be close enough to where people can actually set up shots in space, dog. You know, yeah. actual scenes in space and, and and shooting guns and stuff in space. So it'll be cool as shit. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and uh, let's let's check in. Do you have a sound? Let me see while you check in. I'll sound bite since you're too lazy to look stuff up on YouTube. Um. So remember, well, we record. Well, you look it up because then it won't record your we... face. It's recording my end. Go ahead. Wait, what? I'm you just asked me. Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'm done talking. Update. <laughs> okay. So um we we did a recording a few days ago that did not well, we only recorded your end of the audio or you did. I don't I don't understand how that happened. But to update people on what happened was here's an update on an update that you guys didn't hear. So what happened was my dog's knee got fucked up. Um yeah, her her knee got all tore up. She, uh, I had to get x-rays. I thought it was a tour, um, ACL and they come back at me saying, yeah, I mean, she hurt herself a little bit, but it's mostly bone spurs. 
and she's an older dog now so she's basically just getting aches her left knee is basically getting you know it's like when you get old less cartilage so she yeah yeah that's why when she's sleeping and she gets up that's why she has this hard limp is because she's got to like kind of move it around get it back you know going so essentially she's on a hard diet um but she's anti- just getting old she's good no surgery yeah so no surgery um, yeah i know i was so happy so they gave me a bunch of anti-inflammatory stuff she's gonna have to be on medication for you know she's i just guess normally dying yeah yeah so um yeah no surgery it seems to be getting better with the anti-inflammatory and so yeah i'm just so glad that i didn't have to fucking shell that good, money out man. too that's good to hear because that I would forgot, be pain. yeah that would have been a lot of pain you know that's like six months seven months of like trying to get back on your feet yeah and it's just one of those things that you never know how that's going to end out you know it's not it, i just it, whenever the knife can be avoided yeah it, it it's better to they, i might they said i might be able to give her some shots here in the next couple of years that'll help alleviate some of that oh um, like an old yellow shot well, no, <laughs> no, like, uh, what do they call that? It's where they, it's, it's made out of that rooster stuff. It's supposed to rooster. lubricate rooster that the gobble, the goblet of the roosters. It's they make, made they, out of the goblet of the rooster. Yeah. It's basically this shit that they made out of that stuff. That's, uh, they inject into your knees or, or places that need a uh, cartilage and it helps like lubricate it. Yeah, you should know this yeah. shit. You're all you, you're all in the wrestling, and you know it's true. Well, here, this is what you were like when you found out. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't hear it. Anyway, you're not too good at the effects, bruh. <laughs> that guy, now I know. <laughs> you know, you uh, don't even need to see it. You don't need to see it to know. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find where that speaker comes out of your phone so you can stick it up to the That's mic. Because. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's what uh, that's what a lifetime of crack does to you right there as soon as someone sure. tells you some shit you're like oh. it's, oh. it's still funny to me, though even after like 20 years of like it's hilarious being late um yeah so that's that's awesome to hear we you know she's uh it's a good it's a good day when the dogs are just okay and don't have to go in for anything too wild yep. um I'm trying to think. Yeah, I forgot that because because we're doing a catch up on it. Did we? I don't think I really said anything else that was too major, other than we're getting ready for. Well, I guess yeah. I guess I have to relaunch all over into into what we're getting into again. So we're. Uh, I mean, not really big news. We're getting ready to get out of this motherfucker. It looks like by the fifteenth is what my gut is telling me. We're going to be done with this. We'll be back at it again. Um, tattooing and uh, making money and going back on set and, and doing sets, doing bomb ass sets uh, and having sets and having sex about sets. Uh, but it'll be fun and the comedy store will be back open and everything will be back open. It'll just be, we'll just get right back to it. And uh, traffic was shitty today. I had to go run some errands and there was like, Yeah, what's up with that? A lot, a lot more people are out now. Yeah, bro. Fuck this order, dog. They're out. They're out here. They're, we're ready to die, bro. We live, dog. 
live free or die hard, dog. Harder. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah the fifteenth. So that's it on quarantine news. Thank God because we'll finally we get back back into. I've noticed a lot of our material comes from from human interaction. A lot of our material comes from actually being outside in a world that's actually alive and not shut down. Otherwise, it's just us talking about the same fucking thing over and over again. Pretty you much. Pretty much. You don't know what I mean. Did you see that Nicolas Cage got chosen for Joe Exotic? Yeah, I did see that. He'll do a good job. He'll throw himself 120% into that. Yes, I'll hop into media news. Uh, that's right. Nicolas Cage, your boy from some classics such as Wicker Man and Matchstick Men. And my personal favorite, The Rock, is now being cast as Joe Exotic, which I thought was... I don't know, man. I would have liked to see someone younger play Joe Exotic, to be honest. I think if someone, uh, I couldn't, but he, if it he, wasn't, he looks pretty old. It's not like, Joe. He, yeah, he's not like he's a young buck. Yeah. But I feel like they could have t- taken someone. Maybe that was like, t- like 28, 30 that looked like Joe and then make up him up because, because what's interesting about Joe, right. Is that Joe's story starts from like when he's like 16 or something. You right. know, he's like his brother was like fucking. His brother died, and then like he tried to kill himself, and he was a sheriff of a, of like a three hundred population town. Like that type of shit is fucking wild, especially if you're doing a TV show. Like that's where you want to start and build your sympathy up. You is it going to be a TV show or, or a movie? It's a TV show, big dog. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I was like, I think they they should they should have somebody who's younger. Um. Because then you do, you you get to follow the whole the whole kind of build up, you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying, Big Dog? Yeah, why do you keep <laughs> calling me Big Dog? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the it's a new word that I learned. I saw it on a shirt the other day. Um, or actually, I saw it on. Do you remember those old Saint Bernard sh- shirts, the dad shirts that had the black and white Saint Bernard dogs on them? Yeah, they would always have. Puns are you, and they were are you talking about pandas, not black and white Saint Bernards? No, nah. <laughs> you know those uh, black and white dogs that eat bamboo. <laughs> no, it was it's the actual black and white Saint Bernard dogs, and they had all those. They had all the dad basically memes, like the big mm. big dogs or dog riding or big dog walking around. I was like, big dog, big dog, whoop, whoop. and it just kind of like reminded me of that. I, it also reminded me because people are coming into the store. And sometimes, like, a couple of Virginia people have been coming into the store, and they have southern accents. Big dog's a very accessible word in the, in the southern in the southern culture. You know? I'm from the south, you know, if you didn't know that. Yeah, Columbia's down south. True. That is very true. Speaking of Columbia, we're actually recording today on Cinco de Mayo. I mean, that has nothing to do with Columbia. It's Taco Tuesday and Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it's on Cinco de Mayo. And then we're, we're being fucked by the coronavirus. Crazy, right? What is... So make sure today, when you get hammered at home by yourself, you just pass out on your side so that you don't choke on your puke, homie. Yeah, That's because you're alone. Because you're alone. <laughs> and you're <laughs> sad. You alone right now. And that's okay. We're going to get through this, you and I, together. And, uh, I mean, Sam will be there, too. But we'll all get through this together. And it'll be fine. I promise you we're going to be open up. And it'll be open up before summer. Before you know it, brother. We'll be back at brother. I keep calling people brother, too. It's throwing people off. 
Like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> or other. <They're> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, sorry. I'm like, sorry. I'm, I'm starting to get, I'm, I'm getting concerned. I'm too weird for LA. You know what I mean? I'm starting to think that maybe you're LA uh, isn't ready. A little bit, you're a little bit of a Perry. Jesus Christ, dude! God bless Perry, by the way. Um, and I've told him this before, so you know this isn't anything that I haven't said to him. Um, but Perry's been doing the same, like, like I, I groove the same act since he was since like since like fifty six or sixty seven or whatever. Is like, that since a good thing? I don't know. It's interesting. I can't tell. Like, is it a good thing when someone like finds who they are? Like, I guess, like maybe, maybe not achieves full one hundred percent success, but like, who's stuck to their gun since they were like nineteen? Like, again, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing I've ever seen or or heard in the world. Like, but it was very impressive to see him, especially since Perry actually managed to be on national TV. You know, when he was younger, like he was actually like there's actually proof of him and how he acted as opposed to like let's say your mom or your dad or uh, anybody's mom or dad not not just your mom and your dad but anybody's parents in particular like you know like Perry you'll go back and you'll look at him and he's still popping off the same jokes or he's still popping off the same humor he was back then like and you're like damn like 40 years of like the same thing like I don't know why what do you think do you think that's not good no no could you all right tell me all right i'm gonna throw any kind of, all right you are an artist you keep painting the same thing when you get anywhere no if you're a tattoo artist you keep tattooing the same thing when you get anywhere no if you're a comedian no, no, you so you're thinking about it wrong though it's a, it's just a style it's just a style it would be like it would be like me going to your buddy brian the pinpoint guy like he's incredibly talented at that like that's his bread and butter. People go to that dude. Yeah, that's but what he, he, does. he but he prefers to do um, American traditional. That's what he started. He likes color. He did the other stuff, and then he transitioned to this. And then when when styles change, he's going to transition to that. Oh, I, he's not always okay. Well, then that's yeah. a bad example. I'm trying to think of someone who who would who would be a good example in their style. Like uh, again, you know, you could name off name off like numerous fighters maybe who stuck to their like style their drunken master style whether but eventually what happens with those people and they disappear well they get caught you know someone starts watching their videos and starts catching oh well he puts his left hand down here and you know they become predictable yeah Uh, and again like i said i'm not saying this is i'm not this isn't high praise i'm not saying like that's what i'm shooting for i'm just saying even even in the smallest way i can I can see some some good out of that. Like I can still be like, I mean, that's dedication. Maybe in the wrong way, but like that's that's dedication, Holmes. Yeah, I, mean, I I see what you're saying. I mean, I I know a lot of people that, yeah, like you say, they they just they're in their lane and they're happy right there. You know, just keep going in that lane, and that's good. That's I mean, if that works for them. Um, yeah, if they're happy that way, you know, that's fine. I'm not, I'm again, I couldn't, I couldn't personally. I just, do the, that. I, uh, but most of the time I see people like that do that, that are kind of either upset at them, not at themselves, upset at life as to why things aren't working out. And it's just like, well, bro, you've been doing the same thing for fucking ever. Like, change I mean, your- that's the other side of the coin with them, you know, that's, that's something, that's something we said. But you know what? We'll start our own show about dissecting Perry Kurtz at another time, my friend. Uh, it well, is not, not just him. I'm just in general. People. Oh, people in general. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. 
Yesterday was uh, the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Did you watch your ceremonial Star Wars, your annual Star Wars watch? No, I watched the Dog Day Afternoon. That is not a bad fucking movie to watch, no. my friend. No, that is was... a good movie. And you know what? That's a pro gay movie back in the day. When oh, yeah. I was, I, you know, I, and I remember that, but I remember the story, but I just and didn't they, realize. they like fuck each other on screen. Like, well, that was, yeah. Al Pacino yeah. gets Is real that... Pacinoed out. They don't uh, smash the screen, though. No. Okay. I was like, that's not fucking. I always like how his, his buddy, the, the guy who played Fredo, how in that yeah. movie, he's like, why do they keep saying there's two homosexuals holding up the bank? He's like, I'm not homosexual. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> that's his whole thing. He goes to the cop. He's like, I want you to tell them that I'm not a homosexual. I'm not a homosexual. Like the way he says it, the Fredo way. Yeah. Um, that's a good one, man. It's a good choice in movie. Um, I watched. I had... La- Hold on. I-, I watched also Labyrinth. Oh, I, uh, and then the David the Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah, and then the day before, I watched The Princess Bride. I've been doing kind of like a nostalgia. Princess Bride's great. Yeah, Labyrinth. Um... You have all the choice, darling. <laughs> you, 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 give us the voodoo. I do. You do. Voodoo. You've always, you've always known who I was. And I'm trying to get my Bowie done. No, I mean, it was funny screen. because like I haven't watched it since since forever, right? And we're watching it, and Jane's like, "Does he want this kid?" Like, no, like the girl. It's a weird he's like, movie. yeah, he's like, is he sexually attracted to her? Because he's like an older man, and she looks like she's like 16, 15. Well, it's because it's like, yeah, like did you explained it to her though, right? You were like, yeah, ah, it's like a manifestation. Like, yeah. what's the chick's name? Jennifer Gardner? No. Um, I I was in love with this girl all throughout, like, even in, in no, Requiem. No, it was Jennifer Gardner, but no, what was her name? she was in Requiem for a Dream. It wasn't Jennifer Gardner, was it? I'll look at, I mean, I guess I'll look She was in Requiem and stuff. I always, I always fucking had a crush on that actress. Uh, Labyrinth. Isn't that the one Jim Henson helped with? Yeah, he directed it. Jim Henson directed it. Yeah, he made all the puppets and Jennifer well, Connelly. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was a Jennifer. Uh, that sounds horrible. Don't play that. Don't play that. Oh, uh, that sounds horrible. Hey man, um, this is that, that our our boy Action Bronson here. I know, bro. But just look it up on YouTube next time. Because you look it up on YouTube next time. I can't because I have to record the screen. Unless you, you want to record the fault. screen. Um. Fault. How's that my fault? You you need you got you got to do something on your end. Uh, help me help you. Speaking about that, I know a lot of people are anxious about not going back to work because they're gonna have to file un, or un, unfile unemployment. They're making more on unemployment than they are uh, if they would be working a normal job right now. I was thinking about that. Do I just should I just file unemployment? Oh, you <laughs> haven't. You didn't no. get around to it. No, I just, I was like, man, because then, like, right now, well, the once, once we open he, back he, up, once yeah. we open back up, how am I going to fucking go back to work and have unemployment? That's, like, I don't like having that pressure on my back. That's scary. The F- FBI, I'd be all pissed off. The FBI. Are you kidding me? The, the one who's, I'm, yeah. finger thing over here on this side. I just didn't want to pull the napkin out. But thanks for calling me out on that. Um, and just start digging into my ear. Uh, the uh, 
the FBI. Oh, you made me miss my fucking bit. Uh, it's the same <laughs> FBI guy who fucking watches you jack off. And yeah. Like, he's, that he, that's who he calls up to. He's like, wait a minute. Hey, uh, guys, he's not jacking off as much as he should be. You know, I think something there's something up. wrong. I think I think he's work. <laughs> I think he's back at work. <laughs> Look at these graphs. Like for, for like all the major hive mind criminals, like they they're like <laughs> the shows about the dude who studies porn habits. They they like go down the hallway and and it's the new kid they're showing in the FBI. And uh, if I had a sound effects guy, he would start playing FBI music in the background, and the guy would be in the background. He'd be like, he'd be like, there we go. I see. I'd rather you do that than play fucking shit music. I wonder if anybody heard any of that. The, the FBI? I mean, we said it enough. And I guarantee hey. you, Griselda's already mapping our porn habits. She's like, if you noticed here, there was a change in the way of his categories. That he was all they have to do is get a hold of the guy who owns all the porn, which is the guy who owns what? Pornhub? Who do you know? Do you know? How do we even know that's a real dude? No. So, because what did you, did you ever hear the story about him? What? No. What did he do? So, I guess, you know, obviously back in the day, porn, AOL porn, that was all a bunch of different websites, right? And like uh, to do a, to basically film a porn, you'd have to, it, it's like a little production company and all that stuff. Eventually, what he did was this was, this was some dude who was from Silicon Valley. He, with his money, he started buying up all these porn sites and then basically put it under like, uh, what was it, YouPorn or Pornhub, one of those. And uh, he gave it out for free. And which crashed. Yeah, he gave. That's why you can go on Pornhub and just look at porn for free. He just basically accumulated all this porn, put it out there for free, put a subscription thing for, you know, premium porn. And then all the other porn sites kept crashing because or not crashing like uh, site crashes, but like their their value crashed. So he just ended up going around and just buying every single porn site. And that's why porn is pretty much free now. Wow. Yeah, so this one guy owns like 90, 90% of porn, 99% of porn out there. That's um, pretty baller. Who is it? I don't know. It's the guy who owns Pornhub or YouPorn or some shit. Damn, that's bananas, bro. That's such a smart But all they would have to do is go to him and just be like, let's look at your analytics. I mean, they posted their analytics. It's funny because like the more... Yeah, you can uh, go to a map and you can see them. Yeah, the more religious states are like all into weird gay fetish shit and then like the like crazier states. On horse porn and like... Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I'm not so, about that, dog. This, 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 it's just the internet just keeps getting weirder and weirder, dog. I saw one where like it was a dude and he was like strapped up to a lady and like the caption was like, "Pardon me." Uh, it was said, that. "Pardon me." <laughs> Pardon if me. They if they had, I would have. I would have been like, "Okay, thank you," and then I would have moved on. But it was um, it was like a dude who liked getting his fucking. Nuts just stomped on in high heels, like these. Oh movies. yeah, I've seen that shit. Yeah. Like, why? I was like, that seems like that seems like such an effort to go through hurting yourself. Like there could be there are easiest ways to to hurt yourself, but it just I don't know, dog. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. But uh, are you ready to jump into our, because uh, that's the perfect transition to jump into our uh, our episode's theme? I finally have a theme. You remember when we used to have a theme, bro? Yeah, I mean, it, it, we, last episode that didn't get made because of the recording flop, um, we talked about our new show, the D&D show, Rule 420, oh, yeah. which we but, need uh, to talk about again. Okay, okay, thanks. Thanks, dear. That's why I have you around. All right. <clears throat> You're right. Sometimes the lion needs to know which way he needs to roar. I feel that, dog. With some don't even play it through your phone. If you're gonna if you're gonna give me medieval music, play it with your mouth. <laughs> um, uh, play it. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> it's the exact same baseline. It's the exact same baseline from the and then we just jump we just uh... <laughs> right back now, I know you graduated at the top of your night class, but everyone in this stable is uh, is a professional. Everything they do, and just walk right through it. Um, no. Uh, so we have a new show coming out, but by the time you guys hear it, to so you're gonna hear this today, and you're also gonna be hearing today's Cinco de Mayo special of What's Hood. So we'll you know that will cover Cinco de Mayo on its own, but we have a new show. On uh, called Roll Four Twenties. It's a D and D themed show. Uh, uh, we've been talking about it for a long time. It's actually probably been the second longest talked about show we've had on the network, right behind the food review show, which is probably going to be the next beast after this once quarantine's over. But the D and D show is is it's very cool for some of you guys listening. It's actually going to be some of the some of the people we. Uh, Kind of just know from the past, past interviews, stories, um, specifically my little brother. We're going to have people I grew up with. Sam's going to be playing with us. Uh, what's your character's name again, Sam? My character's name is Silver with a Y. He's a rogue, an elven high elf rogue. An elven high elf rogue. Silver with a Y. Silver, because he's got silver eyes, but he also has an eye for silver. but it's also awesome at the same time um yeah he's gonna be silver and i'm gonna be playing a character called uh thelonious kind bud and uh we are going to be going on kick-ass adventures uh using dungeons and dragons it's a dungeons and dragons game so for all of you for all the homies who are listening here from you know watts and you know the the inglewood and you know compton and koreatown and you know who you are uh, Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop role game, so it's they're gonna roll some dice. You're gonna hear me and Sam uh, create everything around us, and uh, hopefully my buddy Drew will be able to um, set us on a wild and crazy adventure that you guys will be able to hear every week. Um, so make sure that you guys uh, keep an eye out for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And it would really help us out if you guys could support us as soon as that show comes out and and go out and review it. Uh, not to shop top too much shop in regards to that show, but I was thinking to talk shop, but I was wondering how, how we're, how well people are going to find us. 
Because we have to we we have to remember that the iTunes stuff, all the all, all the whole everything is under binge on this. And again, that there's pros and cons to that. But when people when we tell people about individual shows, like it's it's difficult for them to look it up because the show isn't being published on its own. You know, like if you were to like, tell somebody this, that like, the hot ones, like how, every time I look up hot ones, it brings me to first we feast. That's what I don't get. Because hot ones show is from first we feast. Right, and first we feast encompasses everything. So Whoa, I, I yeah. think that I think that has something to do more with the way they have things linked up on their end, and the way they have SEO set up, like the search engine optimization. So I think whoever's in charge there at that point, and doesn't Google own YouTube? Who owns YouTube? Is it just is it just YouTube? Is YouTube its own conglomerate monster? I don't um, think so. I think YouTube was bought up. Was bought up by Chinese. Probably, uh, but I think yeah, they they link it that on that back end. So maybe once we hit, I think a big a big it might be Google because because it's uh through Google, yeah. I think it's Google, and I think a lot of it has to do with us. Uh, we need to get at least a hundred subscribers. I think once we get a hundred subscribers, we get our own URL, like our own YouTube URL, and then people when they look at for us, we should pop up a little bit easier. Any of the shows, um. But yeah, anyways, uh, so make sure that you guys keep an eye out for that. We're going to be hashtagging all of the stuff on Twitter and on Instagram using the hashtag uh, Roll420s. That's Roll4, the number 420s, 20s, Roll420s. Uh, yeah, so please keep an eye out for that, guys. Uh, that is going to be coming up soon. So uh, now on to our uh, theme for the show. Ooh. You ready for this, dog? You're not I am so ready. You're not ready for this. All right, dog. Today, I want to cover uh, Norwegian black metal, dog. Um, I want to cover black metal as a whole. Like, okay. not as a whole. I don't know much about black metal. I don't know yeah, Jack Teddy shit about it. Never so, looked into it. Have no interest in it until recently, my friend. Now, if I had an, a sound effects man, if I had a proper Andy Richter, he would be playing some sick sound effects. <laughs> so, the black metal death scene. Norwegian black metal death scene. Alright, so... <sighs> so weird okay like black metal is obviously rock music i don't want to break it down but it's essentially just heavy metal music which is just fast tempos and just people fucking screaming and i don't care i don't care how much of a fucking shakespeare you are my friend if you were if you were screaming at the top of your lungs and i cannot understand the words you were fucking saying it, it, I, I get it. It doesn't. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I just don't understand it. I, I don't get it. It's stupid. It's dumb. I'm not a fan of black metal. However, I, however, are you a fan of black metal? Uh, I was gonna say. There we go. Yeah. Before I transition, Sam, you're a musician. What are your feelings on black metal? Uh, I gotta be in a mood for a certain type of metal. Um, I like a lot of the music, but then sometimes when they get into the singing, I'm just like, yo, okay, I don't need to hear guttural oinks and squeaks and shit. So, like, yeah. I mean, the, the darkest I'll get is, like, Gojira and shit like that, which is pretty metal. I mean, that's metal as fuck. But. How about a little... Uh, uh... <laughs> Let me go down a list of some of my favorite names for you. How about... 
How about um, a little bit of um, Hellhammer, my friend? How about that one? How about a little Merciful Fate? Or maybe even uh, Dark Throne? That's a good one. How about Dissection? Dissection's a good band. I love. I love. They. 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 They're certainly great. How about Niflheim? What are you Nif- looking? Where? Why are you looking all these up now? Or why is well, this a theme? Well, God. Well, look. You, do do students ask their professors why they're teaching lessons, Doc? Just sit back yeah. and enjoy this. <laughs> I mean, then yeah, because then it's a prank at that point. Then he's asking just because he has a dildo in his backpack, and he's like, because I thought this was the dildo class, and he whips it out and, and throws it around at the class. Um. So, uh, death metal, not always, is generally surrounded uh, by the idea of death. And some of, you know, not necessarily anti-Christian, but, you know, they're, they're certainly not about uh, religions and stuff. You know what I mean? They, a lot of them bands was about uh, Satanism, you know what I mean? And, like, paganism. You know, some of them motherfuckers would burn down churches and shit. You know what I mean? Like, some of them were Nazis. You know, some of them, but not all of them, brother. Not all of them. Now, I do want to talk about one specific band in, uh, in, in general. Not in general, but in specificness. Uh, it's a band called Mayhem, dog. And uh, the reason why I, I learned about this band called Mayhem is because they have a cover photo um, from 1995 of their lead singer after he blew his brains out. Yeah, and I was I, like, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, what the fuck, dog? I was like, that's the most metal thing. And I, like I said, I'm not a fan of metal, bro. Not a fan of metal. But I am a fan of metal, if you know what I mean. And that shit was metal, dog. And so I decided to jump in and I, I decided to look into the into the story of what exactly the fuck was going on and why these motherfuckers were acting like this. You know what I mean? So y'all can go check it out on your own. You can look up Mayhem, you know what I'm saying? And you can get a little bit better understanding of what exactly happened. But I want to specifically focus on this fella named Pear. I'm saying his name wrong because I don't speak Swedish. I don't speak Sweden. Better known by his stage name, Dead. All right. So, Dead, right? This dude is originally supposedly given credit for painting himself white and then giving himself black eyes, dog, so that he could look like a corpse. The way Kiss does it. You know what I mean? Like that was that's weird. That's so weird, bro. That's so fucking weird, dog. And so, um, you know, he legit thought he was dead. Apparently, there's um a mental disorder that can get you thinking that you're a corpse, like a legitimate mental like problem that makes you wake up thinking every day that like you have some that that you're a corpse, dude. Like, and I was like, holy shit, that's absolutely bananas. Like. Imagine waking up like that dog and just being like, yeah, I'm, I mean, so do you, none of do it you eat? Do you just stand around all in rigor? They said he didn't eat, man. They said sometimes he didn't sleep. Like sometimes he just, he literally would just stand around and just, just fucking be weird. Like he like, he would like hoard dead birds and like he would have his, he would bury his clothes before shows so that he would smell like death. And then like, he would just like put them on during the show. And like, he wasn't as crazy as, um, who was that one? Uh, uh, the one crazy dude. Uh, I don't know. He sounds, he sounds pretty crazy. Well, he wasn't as crazy as that other guy, the Jesus fella, the one uh, who would like shit on stage and he would like cut himself on stage and he would do all he wanted to kill himself on stage, but he overdosed. 
Oh, yeah, I remember. remember his name. Nobody liked him. Nobody in the punk scene liked him. Nobody did. Who would like that? As soon, yeah, as, as, soon as someone pulled shit out, I'd be like, I'm done. Yeah. What is his name? I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of this whole thing right now, but I'll look that up later. But anyways, this dude was just legit. You know, he was fucking wild. You know what I'm saying? He was just a wild motherfucker, bro. Motherfuckers didn't know about him. They didn't understand him. He was just wild. Make a long story short, you know what I'm saying? These three cats are living out by the woods. They leave the one crazy dude alone by himself. He's like, you know what? I'm about to end this shit, bro. So he he ganks himself, wah, wah, right on the wrists. Then he ganks his throat. And at that point, you're like, you got this, dog. You're done. But then he's like, nah, I need one more step. Takes that shotgun, bro. And then krakatows his face off, dog. And I'm like, one, okay? One, I'm like, crazy, right? Crazy. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm like, dedication, Holmes. Because you can go far back into our episodes and you can see how I feel about suicide, bro. And I've always said, dog, if you're going to do it, bro, fucking do it, dog. Like, get that shit done, bro. Don't half-ass it. Don't, like, don't, like, jug, don't, like, chug, like, Drano or something. Or don't try and go out in pills, dog. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, a straight G. I only got mad respect for people who do that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, right? And you and you fail your attempt, then you better not do that shit, that shit again, dog. You better not, bro. You better come out that bitch feeling happy as hell and being ready for it. You know what I mean? Uh, but this cat was like, nah, I'm gonna get this shit done. I don't care. That's how dedicated I am to the cause, bro. To pretending that he was dead. And he did all that wild shit, bro. And he and he man, and a duh, he obviously did it. He obviously pulled it off. <laughs> um, but after that happens, right? His homie comes back home, right? And this dude's name is weird, bro. His name is just as weird. These dudes like to call themselves weird names, dog. But you're this dude named uh, <laughs> right, which is so funny because they already they're already born with the weirdest names in the world, and yet they choose to call themselves <laughs> something even weirder. Like, uh, but this dude called himself uh, your Euronymous, your anonymous. You're anonymous. I don't know. Fucking idiot. And so he comes back, dog, and he sees the body. And you, and and so instead of reacting like a normal person and like calling the cops and being like, oh, do I hear Freudian? Like my homie blow his brains out. Like he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a fucking picture of this shit for the fucking cover of our fucking album, dog. And apparently he moved the body, right? <laughs> Regardless of like anything, he moves the body. And again, as the story starts to unfold, the more and more I start to think this dude killed him. Because like, how do you manage to blow your brains out after cacaoing yourself on the wrists and cacaoing your fucking neck out? And then blowing your fucking I, brains out. Like, I think because it hurt. He was like, ow, and didn't get like really where he needed to. So he does the first one, then he does the second one, and he's like, and then it didn't go deep enough, and then was like, I was like, that's what I mean. That's where things start getting weird for me, bro. Because like, why would you hit your, why would you cacao your wrists, right, and then still have access to that shotgun, but opt to cut your cut your neck? Dedication, Holmes. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, he obviously didn't go deep enough because if you uh, cut your wrist deep enough, you cut your tendons, and then you that's have what no, I mean. You, like, you have no finger control. That's what I mean. Like, and, and so I don't know, maybe he just wanted to make it as bloody as possible. Uh, I, I don't know what to expect from a dude named fucking death or, or just fucking dead or whatever that's dead. But anyway, well, I mean, I think we expected exactly what we thought we should expect. He's dead. At the beginning of a Norwegian death metal story. Um, so the homie moves it. You're your, your, your anus, your anus uh, moves it. Right. 
you know, uh, moves the body a little bit, uh, takes a picture. He's like, sick, bro, whatever metal people say after people kill themselves. And uh, he gets bone fragments of the homie's skull, and he turns them into necklaces, and he gives them out to other uh, death metal homies in the whole fucking... Area. And this is white people shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be... Wait a racist. second. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you mean is white people shit taking bones and using shit, it as dog. jewelry? You're telling this me white, white people, people are the only shit. people that use bones as jewelry. Let's think about what you just said. No, 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 no. no. White, people are the only people, white people are the only people who would, who would be down for death music, death metal music, right? And then, like, after the suicide of a supposed homie or a bandmate, think that it would be smart to take pictures of the body, touch the body, and then yeah. take pieces of the skull and make them into cool metal. <laughs> like, I can't even what was running through his fucking mind. Metal. When he was like, when he, metal! Metal! Like, he was probably so psyched, man. He was so psyched walking around that house, picking up bone so frames. like, oh my god, this is so... This is the darkest thing I can do. Literally! He was so hyped! He literally was having a fucking orgasm. Like, the cops came back later and they were like, Vodoygen, Doygen, Dev is fucking calm everywhere. And he was like, I'm metal. And they're like, Ugh, Oh, they're like, I Pretty metal. And, uh, you know, so like, I, I don't know. That's so insane to me. And like, and so, uh, and people in the metal scene, like, they stopped fucking with this dude because even they were like, that's one step too far. Like, yeah. that's fucking crazy. Like, one dude even, like, said out loud, like, to the reporters, he was like, I... Well, anyways, let me get to that part. So, Homeboy dies. They rule it as a suicide. Um, the Mayhem, the band, continues to keep going, uh, you know, touring a little bit. Uh, they add a new bass player to their... Um, to their roster. This is a young kid. He's like 16, 15 years old when he joins. Um, but he's a pretty talented fucking kid. And your Uranus or whatever, your your Uranimus, uh, kind of like takes him under the wing. And he's like, you know, hey, under like you know, wing. under that North or in that Norwegian metal uh uh wing. And he's like, uh Herkadurka, he's like, I'm gonna be, you know, teach about metal. And the dude was like, whatever dog and so they start working together and and um one day uh <laughs> this is it's crazy the dude that he's helping his name is varg verkins and varg verkins becomes the one man music project known as burzum and burzum b-u-r-z-u-m is essentially considered one of the best uh metal albums that has come out in the past like 20 30 years like by by metal people allegedly like i went i looked it up on youtube you guys can go check it out yourself again it's metal it, you, there's no way around it it's gonna be metal there's nothing you can do about it it's not great it's not wonderful i kind of like the dude's music it was actually kind of interesting to me like, some of the music you could actually, like, before he started opening his stupid-ass fucking Norwegian mouth and saying all types of weird Norwegian shit that I couldn't understand, the music was actually dope. Like, and time the music is dope. You, yeah, you, notice, and you notice the bands that actually make any kind of money are the ones that figured out, like, hey, maybe I should stop screaming like this and sing a <laughs> tune. And I could sing a tune. Everyone did it. Soundgarden did it. As soon as he stopped fucking screaming, it became famous. I mean, yeah. Gojira, same thing. The reason they're famous is because he sings in between the verses. Slipknot, the second he stops fucking screaming and he sings, that's their hits. Like even Guar, like Guar's like considered not necessarily like 
Aquarza. Metal. They're like freak metal. Yeah, like, that's that's a fun like that's a show that you go to for the show, not for the music. Yeah, yeah, but you excellent point, my friend, um, fellow fellow associate professor Sam, death yeah. metal associate. No, professor honestly, Sam. It, it, okay, look, if you're too pure of a death metalist to be like, I don't sing, then fuck it. Just understand that you're not making money. Hmm. So if one day it clicks in your head like, hey, I need to pay my bills and you know what? Like, I love making music and maybe I should try to carry a tune to try to make some music. Hey, that's that door's always there. But don't th I think it's an ego pride thing. And it's like a lot of these uh, metalheads and, and, and fucking band people. It's like they hold on to something and then they're like, this is life and everything else is wrong. And it's just like there's no room for growth in that. Yeah, I mean, and and it's funny. Um not to pat us on the head or anything, but our shows naturally tend to tie into each other, you know, as far as like dedication, both on like Perry's front, the death metal front, um, you know, even our, uh, the music, our musical director, the guy who, who's making all of our theme music, because we keep on getting flagged by YouTube, by the way, because I keep using YouTube music and then just keeps getting flagged. So I enlisted the help of a buddy of ours, the guy who actually does the theme music for this set and the other, he's going to be making a bunch of music for us and everything, but we were having a conversation and uh, jason's essentially been traveling in the middle of my goddamn um presentation for death metal sorry class uh but jason and i had a quick conversation uh jason essentially was like look man he's like really when it boils down to he's like i don't mind working a day job i'll go be an electrician and i'll work eight hours a day in the morning he's like i just want to come home and make beats like all day and I was like, that's all you want to do? I was like, what about doing that? And he was like, literally, dude. He was like, I don't care. He was like, I just literally want to sit at home. He was, and he was like, the more time I'm at work is the less time I have to make beats. And I was like, I was like, so you don't even want to do like, you don't want to, because he spent five years becoming a sound engineer in, in Germany. He has degrees. He's, he did what he went out to go and do. And I was like, you don't want to come to LA and you don't want to use that to make a living. You don't want to, he's like, when it, he was like, well, I don't want to spend my ear energy listening to other people's music. He's like, if I'm going to spend any of the, what little ear energy I have left, he's like, I want it to be about my music. He's like, I want to spend that on my time. He's like, and and so like when you get down to like that type of dedication, it's a, there's levels to that shit. Like there's growth on one side of the spectrum. There isn't growth, you know, on the other for people. And yet, you know, there's growth in death metal, you know? And, uh, I mean, it's just, it was crazy. And so, um, I'm bouncing all over the place here, but, uh, to cut back to Burzum, uh, Burzum comes out in 91, um, and becomes this huge influential black metal act. Um, everybody loves it. Uh, he does. He does no live shows. The dude has never done a live show because it's a one man band essentially. But it's huge, and everybody who listens to Burzum fucking loves it. Uh, three years later, right? This dude gets into an argument with Euronymous, the dude who picked up the the bone fragments and stabs him to death, dog. Euronymous at their apartment. No, the dude who did Burzum, the 15, 16 year old Vic Vikram guy, so he, he stabbed, stabbed Euronymous to death in his apartment, bro. And uh, it, and he spent 20 years in prison. I think I've seen a documentary. You probably have. Because they, they um, yeah, I think I've seen this documentary because they filmed, they, they interviewed him in jail. Yep. And yeah. Yep. And while he was in jail, he, um. He had two books and he published two albums as Burzum, um, all while he was in jail. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's not a good dude. Uh, he's he's kind of a bad dude. He's like a neo-Nazi and he hates Muslims and Jews. I mean, a, again, I, I, I hate to generalize, but most of those countries up there are very nationalistic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. 
but but he's since disowned that ideology and he's and he's moved forward, which I believe is great, you know, because again, growth. Um, you know, he's more into like Odin and shit like that. But he served 15 years and he got released, bro. Can you imagine that? He got released, he moved to France. Um, he continues to write music, you know, he's a writer, he still blogs on his channel until he got suspended last year because he's a fucking psycho. Um, but that is mayhem. And nice. mayhem yeah, I've li- I've is probably to them. I've the seen most- those t shirts everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Most death metal people have have a mayhem shirt. Yeah, my and, uh, my buddy, he's a bass player, uh, Cameron. I went to high school with him. Um he's a, he's in death he's in metal bands. He tours, he tours Europe and shit like that. Um but he yeah, I always remember that shirt. Yeah. And so uh now you now you know a little bit about uh that shirt and that history, dog. And the metal. And so if, if, if you un, you know, God forbid, you find a loved one dead, um, if you're metal enough, you will uh, make jewelry out of them. If you're metal enough, I just I can't I can't think of. <laughs> well, here's a story. I'm not going to name any names because I don't know if the, how legal this was, but uh, um, someone who will remain unnamed found a friend of his uh, someone wait 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 you missed the perfect thing you should have said someone who will name you're anonymous you're anonymous ah that's good um he found his friend uh dead he shot himself on the couch he walked in and i guess the guy put a put put a blanket over himself and shot himself because he didn't want to make a mess maybe I love, what, I love people who do that. Yeah, he was thinking of everyone else who had to fucking walk into that room. He's like, look, man, I just don't want to be that guy. So yeah. he put a blanket over his head. He came home. He, he said, like, I, I was calling his name, and he finally picked up the thing, and he was like, oh, shit, he's dead. So he leaves and doesn't call the cops. He gets a bunch of bags and boxes, comes back, and goes through the guy's whole house. And takes away anything illegal, guns, drugs, because these people oh. weren't were these people were into some crazy shit. Yeah. All this stuff, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then he went through the and then then called the police, and the police were like, "So wait, you called as soon as you got here, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he made a couple trips back because <laughs> he had." And a they're mo- like, "And what's this bag you have with there?" And you're like, right. oh, "Well, uh, you know." Well, the thing was, is that he was he was on his motorcycle, so he couldn't exactly. <laughs> up everything so he had to do a couple trips so like imagine like it took him a you know an hour or two before he called the cops That's sketchy bro yeah because i mean imagine if they catch the video and they're like sir we clearly see you leaving the fucking yeah but again you know at a point like that they'll they'll swab the gun and they'll they'll see everything yeah you'd swab your hand to see if you have any residue Unless you're but, Courtney Love, you're not going to get away with staging a fucking suicide. No, That's no. right. This, then, and the other knows Courtney Love murdered fucking no, Kurt Cobain. She, she, she hired that one dude from the band that got killed on the train tracks. Remember him? Yeah. That dude. No. You don't know that story? Yeah, no. you should watch. You should watch that documentary, Kurt. Kurt should, and Love, or Kurt and Courtney. That, you should use that as your presentation for next week's death metal. <laughs> next and week's suicide uh, class. Yeah. <laughs> No, but essentially this dude, this dude from some Seattle local punk band, um, this crazy guy that again no one really cared for, but um, he was into some dark stuff, and he said that Courtney hired him or asked him to do that, and then so they filmed it for this documentary. Um, The guy went back to go talk to the guy to ask him some more questions. He had gotten killed on some train tracks by the train, got run over by a train. Hmm. Sounds 
I wonder what he knew about the Clintons. If you I know, know right? what I mean. That's some Hillary bitch. stuff. Yeah, that's some Hillary shit. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so got- but there you go, guys. Um, yeah. I mean, do you have any other black metal notes, or do you? Do no, you have but anything- I did make. I did make a short movie with me and Jane. <gasps> Oh yeah, that's right. You did make got, a little a little movie. I forgot about that. I need to post it on uh, binge on this. It's a little right. short movie. It's called Beanzilla. It's about um, these soldiers that have to uh, deliver this alien to its transporter, the alien from Area Fifty One, and on the way, Beanzilla tries to stop them. And it's just an action movie at that point. A true riveting sci-fi Hollywood. action. Classic. Yeah, I love it. It sounds great. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's about it, guys. That is so. So let's round it out. Let's round it out. Uh, uh, today's episode was about dedication, homie. Dedication, Holmes. You know, sometimes there's good dedication. You know, sometimes there's bad dedication. You know, sometimes uh, there's dedication at the beginning of a book. My man. Um, and sometimes there's an actual dead occasion. Um, <clears throat> but what it really boils down to, guys, and if I had a, a good sound, if I had Michael Winslow, he would play some of that sad music in the background that they play for Mr. No, not that sad music. Um, <laughs> the one that goes, the one like when Peter goes, and I just want to have that father son moment where you run downstairs and then the music, the little music starts playing in the background and goes, <laughs> and then like the and he's like thanks fellas like back when family guy was was good shit um but with that being said guys you know uh be dedicated but don't be so dedicated that you won't change and you won't adapt to your surroundings um otherwise you'll be stuck in a circle and you don't want to do that you'll be stuck in a rut uh, and then you'll be that it. old guy at a, at a fucking metal bar that's still wearing clothes that he should have given up 30, 40 years ago, hitting on metal chicks that are just like, ew. I mean, even be better yet, guy. a guy who's so dedicated to the metal scene should be working in it. You know what I mean? Like, you're taking yeah. that example into a Like, if you're yeah. that dedicated to the metal scene, you should have either already started your own band, you should still be playing in a band, you should be running a band, you should be owning a club so that you can promote the band. Like, then at that point, you have some justification to still which be is absorbed. The, in which is the thing, like, because, you know, working on Sunset and being next to the Whiskey and Viper and everything like that, there's definitely a lack of bands. Um, again, it's pay, pay to play out there, so that's kind of why I get it, but... That's yeah, man. Metal people need to fucking rise up again and like start at least rock. I mean, bring some fucking rock back, you know? I'm tired yeah, of Foo Fighters. Just... Foo Fighters is dad rock at this point. Give me some fucking rock. Yeah, bro. It's not gonna happen until the new war happens. When we go back to war, bro, and like the boys come back and like they're just they're just covered in just like anguish and hate, like mm-hmm. then they'll come back and they'll fucking remake music and they'll be like so what you're saying is we need a world war. Yeah, World War Four. Because remember, World War Three already happened. I know because this oh. invisible enemy is kind of annoying. I can't. I punch the air, and I'm. I don't know if I'm hitting it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm getting it. I don't know. Oh, speaking of hitting it, uh, I know you saw that Tyson working out video. Yeah, that thing was wild. So hey, bro, George Foreman was the second oldest uh unifier of the linear heavyweight belts the oldest was and i can't remember his name but he's a bad motherfucker he's on Floyd rocky Mayweather's balboa team. no rocky but he Dick. was 
46, 47 years old when he came back. Um, and they called him the Grim Reaper. Uh, 47. Tyson's 53, right? 52, 53. Well, last time I saw him like head to toe somewhere on, you know, not in person, but on, um, on something that was like a little more up to date, he looked out of shape. Right now, what I saw was he's in a little more shape. It got, looks like if you give him enough time, he could he could work. But even George Foreman wasn't in superb weight when he no, came back. No, but George Foreman was always kind of a doughy guy. Not Mike. Mike was was cut. Yeah, you know, Mike was steel. Yeah, but again, but, but Mike was, also was a big alcoholic, big cocaine head, a bunch, all that shit. So I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But his hips, man, he turns quick. That motherfucker is quick. Boom. I would not want to get hit by that guy. The way he was just hitting. That guy will knock out 99% of people that could walk. Anybody. Yeah. It was it was really impressive to see him just fucking move, man. Good to see people still. And that that he didn't take too many heads. You know what I mean? Like his I mean, he's, he's trying again with that DMT. He keeps fucking smoking. Oh, fuck that. He can keep smoking DMT, but I'm saying getting hit in the head. The way I Muhammad know, but what I'm saying is that's just as jarring. Probably you keep smoking. No that. Tell him about the frag. He's going to be like, okay, oh man, dang. Uh, can you tell him about the toad again? Can you tell him? <laughs> tell him. And then he goes, <laughs> tell, him, tell him about the toad again. Tell him. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, man. So let's see what you got to understand about the toad. Uh, you tell him. You tell him about the toad again, man. Yeah, tell no, him. he's so he gets so hyped. I love fucking Mike Tyson. Was um, Steve-O, Steve-O hype- the one, hold on. Steve was the one who told that story about how he got locked in a bathroom with Mike Tyson and just doing cocaine. And they did coke for three hours. And then yeah, by the like, time they were cocaine, done doing coke, he, Mike was but, like, it's time for you to go. <laughs> yeah, but no, not just that, but that he would take, a, he would bum a cigarette and then take all the tobacco out of the cigarette. Oh, yeah. And the fill it with cocaine and just smoke it like that. That was yeah. wild. I was like, what? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that before. That's. But how that's- do you, how does that like not just dribble out the other end or how do you take a drag off of powdered cocaine? The way I saw it in my head, the way or and the way I've seen it done is you 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 would do it just like a you do half the fucking thing down, you fill it, and then you roll the back part of it off like a little joint, and then you yeah. light it like a joint, and you crank it all like a fucking like a G, like a cock. yeah, like a G, like the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, speaking of the heavyweight champion of the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please make sure that you guys go out and review us. Uh, it's so important that you guys go and review us on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox. Reason being is because everything is under one name, Binge on This. So if you guys want to support us without donating to us, which you don't do because uh-huh. we don't ask for money, uh, please go to iTunes. Please subscribe to our YouTube. I think we're at like 80 people on YouTube right now. That's 20 people away from getting our own URL. Um, oh. I mean, it would be Yep, it would be nice to have our own URL um, because I think that would make it easier for us to be found on Google. Uh, keep an eye out for, <coughs> pardon me, What's Hood with FC, Happy News with Perry Kurtz, Reading Ronin, Sam of All Trades, and our newest show, Roll 420s, a D&D inspired shenanigan filled adventure. Uh, let me go ahead and hit you with the description that's going to be appearing on the iTunes everywhere. We're also going to be, uh, d- uh, this Roll 420 is going to be really important because we're going to be doing merch for this as well, guys. So I know a few people, people have asked us about t-shirts. Um, at this one, we're actually going to do t-shirts. I've, I've put, I'm putting a little bit of, of, of money aside, stimulus money aside, um, so that we can do at least 10 t-shirts. 
10 t-shirts that we can just kind of give out, give away, you know, have people well, kind of wear. There's six of us on this whole Roll 420. We're all going to no, get t-shirts, so there's only going to be no. four. No, 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 plus <laughs> our t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need I mean I'll put my money in for that. I don't want you to pay for that. You I know, want for... t-shirts. And we need t-shirts and we need stickers because we need to send those stuff out to um oh and the podcast make sure that you guys go follow the podcast as well we we love our our sister show out there they they uh help us a lot in, in promoting so uh, make sure that you guys go check them out as well b-o-g-a uh c-a-s-t and uh again roll 420s is a racially confused cleric a klepto with a forgotten past a pathologically lying demon a 400-pound stoner that works for the cartel and was raised by Monty Python pirates, and Steve the Ranger from Montana, going on hijinks and adventures. Oh, uh, with, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with that being said, guys, any final thoughts, Sam? Nah, man. Check out uh, Beanzilla when it uploads. Give us a like. Um, it was all done on um, the iPhone and Splice app, so, you know, it was a good time. And that's about it, man. And then uh, for me, guys, just remember to love each other, stay safe, and to dream the dream of a thousand dreams. Geronimo! A little bit of mayhem right there. <laughs> <laughs>